0: Welcome. Welcome on into the first round fantasy podcast. You're home for second round advice. I'm your host, Gabriel Merramontes, joined today by Damon Ricks, Joseph Marsaz, Jacob Bartley, gentlemen. How are we doing? Good. It's a nice, cool evening, Thursday evening. <laughs> what are you painting the mood via <laughs> monologue? Dude? Hey, this week's yeah, past. Yeah. It's you know it's it is. It's weekend. It's Thursday. Joe, how are you doing? Oh man, it's a nice Thursday afternoon, uh, man. It's yeah, good. We're, we're, we're almost at the weekend, guys. Dude, DeMond's got your weekly weather report for the weekend coming soon. Oh, I got you guys. Yeah, of course, as always. <laughs> uh, but we're going to stick to what we know. That is fantasy football. Today we're talking wide receivers. Before we get into that, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you happen to be watching via the YouTube uh via spotify or anywhere else you get your podcast we thank you so much be sure to like and subscribe if you're listening via 24 7 sports radio sportatorium radio we appreciate you so much as well thank you for dropping by you can always find us at instagram twitter facebook or on youtube at first round fantasy where we drop all of our content almost daily now guys we're looking pretty professional (laughs) out here like we're big boys uh (laughs) <laughs> but again, let's get into it. We're talking rookie wide receivers. We know where and they are ends. now. Well, I was gonna like do a cool transition, <laughs> like we'll basically, I was gonna be, be like, "Yeah, we're talking about rookie wide receivers." But let's start off with a tight end. See, ah, you, ruined, you ruined my setup. It it's my all man, good. It happens. That. It happens. Uh, that tight end, of course, is Kyle Pitts of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I mean, right off the bat, guys, one of the first things I did when looking at our incoming rookie class was look at all of the available targets that are now, you know, possible as these guys inherit these new positions. And in Atlanta, most notably you have Hayden Hurst, who was the outgoing tight end, or at least they didn't pick up his fifth year option. So he can be assumed dead weight at this point, point. 88 targets last year. Pitts, there's a reason why he's on this list. Uh, With wide receivers, it's because the man's a freak of nature and he's the probably the most touted wide receiver or most touted tight end coming out of that position since guys like Jordan Reed or Vernon Davis, you know, who were equally touted coming out of college. Um, There's speculation that even Julio Jones himself could be traded. If that happens, this is a guy that's been averaging between, you know, 120 targets to 170 targets over the last, you know, decade or so. So we could reasonably assume that 150 targets are up for grabs in most notably one of the past happiest offenses in the NFL being the Atlanta Falcons. Last year, of course, they were top 10, but every year prior to that, especially the last three, they were top five with 2019 being the number one past happiest offense. With that being said, let's start it off. Let's paint a picture where Julio Jones is still here. Can there be a case made for taking Kyle Pitts number one overall in fantasy rookie drafts? Now, obviously, Najee Harris is there, but he's a running back, so we're not talking about him. But let's just say, is there a world where we can see Kyle Pitts going over someone like, you know, the other notable wide receiver in this class, Chase, or uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Jamar Chase. So, Jacob, I'll start with you. Is there a world where we can see someone draft Kyle Pitts over Jamar Chase?
1: Is there a world where that happens? Yes, but maybe one out of 100 worlds because I just think – I don't know. You know, it just depends on your team, obviously, team needs. If you're like, damn, I'm stacked at wide receiver. I'm stacked at running back, but I have no tight ends. Like, I have – some third string tight end and then Gronk or something and then you're like damn I my, to complete my team I need a tight end then yes I I could see that uh I think most people could use a running back in dynasty you know a, a lot of teams wouldn't mind adding a Jamar Chase so I think it's really hard and then if you're talking super flex obviously a lot of quarterbacks could go over them too but I think he's probably third and and this is non super flex uh he's probably third there after Chase and uh, Harris, for me, at least.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Joe, I mean, with that being said, there's a lot of, what, I don't know, would you say negative connotations with rookie tight ends and how they don't really pan out? I mean, back up two years ago, we saw TJ Hawkinson in year one, game one. We were like, oh, my God, the guy's <laughs> going to set the world on fire. And then he was just a complete dud throughout the rest of his rookie season. And we see this trend kind of continue on and so forth. Uh, throughout the years with tight ends. Can Kyle Pitts be the type of player to break that mold? What do you think, Joe?
2: I mean, the guy looks like, I think one of you said, I think it was you gave. He's a freak of nature. Um, You know, and in a situation where Julio's traded in the next, you know, two weeks, it ups his value some, right? But I also think this is a different uh, Atlanta team. Where last year they had Gurley, who was pretty much dead weight, and now they have Mike Davis, Cordero, Patterson. Cordero is nothing special, but both of those guys one, they both catch the ball, and two, Mike Davis, even he's just solid. Like that's a huge upgrade from Todd Gurley of what we've seen the last year. So I like Pitts and Jacob, and I have talked extensively about this. I think in a, a in a redraft, I think I have him somewhere in that four to six seven range, like. I can make the case that, hey, listen, with Hawkinson, I know what I get. He's got a better situation because there's no targets around him. But uh, I don't think he's anywhere. Uh, I don't think you can put him in that top three class until we see something, right, with Waller, Kittle, Kelsey. So in in Dynasty, non-superflex, I would have to say no because uh, – and I don't think any world it makes sense because if I get a Najee Harris, running backs are always king, guys. So I could take Najee Harris and I can flip him for maybe a George Kittle, right? Who's 27. And we know that he's a superstar. I could definitely trade him probably for a Waller, you know, and throw on a Gronk and say, hey, you know, you just got to find the right team. So from a value standpoint, I don't see uh, Pitts being even a top three pick just because I think, you know, Devontae Smith is up there, Waddle's up there. Those guys are going to be number one wide receivers on their team within two years so uh no i don't but i think like jacob said i like him at three if that's the piece that completes your team you know uh but in a in a normal situation where people are in a 12 team league you could use running back depth you could use another wide receiver you could use a tight end i'd rather roll with tonyan and make sure that my wide receiver two or three is
0: filled Hmm, that's a good point you always have to address the need joe you mentioned you know a straight up kind of trade for george kittle so that means you do it in a heartbeat for somebody like Travis Kelsey, who's 31, right? In Dynasty, I mean, it depends. If you're
2: contending that year, absolutely, right? Good if point. I can win money for the next two years, definitely. But if you're how Jacob was in pick six, but the Dynasty version where you're kind of soft tanking, uh, then no, absolutely not. I'm not, you know, I would I would hold on to Najee and just see what happens. Or I would hold on to Pitts over a guy like Kelsey. Uh, but like I said, if – I always say money now is worth more than money tomorrow, right? So pay me now if I can win this year. That's worse. That's better to me. And we see it all the time in professional sports, guys. People mortgage futures for guys like Julio. They mortgage mm-hmm. futures for guys in the NBA that are towards the end of their career because you have to. Uh, if I can win a championship now, I don't care what it is. Oh looks yeah, like in that championship
1: years. is worth more than yeah. your yeah. good seasons next the next few years. You know? Yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: Also, shout out to Jacob. Joe mentioned his. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen somebody do a full rebuild in fantasy football, and Jacob totally did it last year, and his team looks phenomenal this year. So good for hey, you! To fix I it. have
1: four good running backs going into next year, so or this year, so it looks Dude, good. Some Dude, of that us
0: a was
2: so nice, man. Cam Akers, Dobbins, well, right? Jonathan
1: Taylor, right. Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, all right, all and right. Antonio Gibson. I want to get two wow. in for it. And <laughs> yeah. George Tandy's Kittle, back in there,
0: okay, my man, six keepers relax.
1: up in the air, I guess. We'll just see. relax.
0: So, look, I mean, I guess I can kind of see both worlds of what you two have to say. Damon, I hope you can maybe agree with me, maybe borderline somewhere along the fence. I mean, I'm perfectly – again, you have to assess your needs, you know, especially in Dynasty – but guys, I just I just don't think you pass up on a generational talent like this. Like, sure, you mentioned Chase would be great, but then you also mentioned guys like Waddle and Smith. Those guys are gonna be there in redraft leagues. You know, when you want to get them, if you want to target them, they're gonna be there. In dynasty leagues, you don't know when you're gonna get a guy like this again. And even if tight ends don't pan out year one, I could have a great tight end second year, the third year, in the fourth year. I mean, that's all I'm really looking out for. For in Dynasty. So, as far as Najee going number one overall, I could see a world where Pitts goes number two and I'd be problem, just fine taking him.
2: My only problem with that, Gabe, is that if you go oh. back and look at the first round picks for tight ends, it's a lot of guys like OJ Howard and Eric Ebron and Tyler Eifert that are tight end is
0: such a different position
2: because at wide receiver, all you need to be successful is catch the ball. Tight end, if it doesn't matter if you can catch the ball, if you, you, you block the block, yeah, yeah, then they're not gonna put you on the field as much. Eric Ebron, the question has never been, can this man catch the ball? We know he can. He was a top ten pick. But the question has been he's a crap run blocker. And now all of a sudden he's not utilized in the office as much as he should be. So that whereas when you've got a guy like Chase who's getting comps to Michael Thomas, that's a league winner type player. I've won many fantasy football leagues. I've never had a Travis Kelsey. I don't know, but I have had some Michael Thomas's. So the difference between a Kelsey and the guy that's number 10 is not as big as the uh, the Thomas and the guy that's number 10 or the Tyreek Hill and the guy that's number 10.
3: Yeah. Well, okay. he, the tier level is totally – go ahead, DeMar. Oh, Joe just wins because he makes uh, bad trades for the other person. <laughs> it's not because he didn't draft he Kelsey trades guys. for <laughs> himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to lean on your side, Gabe, for the for the just the dynasty purposes, just because, like you said, he could be a generational talent. And after those three guys, if you take that shot on him and he just falls right in with them, like you said, you don't got to worry about him for two, three, four years. And I mean, like, but in a redraft league, I'm going to I'm going to take him after Waller because I'd rather have him over Andrews, Hawkinson and. Right, you want voter. the upside,
0: right? You want the upside. You want the potential. Yeah.
3: Uh but is that upside greater than Hawkinson's upside? Who's I, now well, the one yeah, one I mean, I mean, he's new and he's new and exciting. So in your head, yeah. I yeah.
0: just feel like you know the tight end position every year, like you said, Joe. You win championships. You don't have guys like Kelsey or Kittle on your team. I I've won championships, not as many as you. I know you're pretty good at that part. But <laughs> uh, like when you think about it, it's like. I always find myself in a position where like I'm streaming tight ends cuz I can never find that one guy. I can find my one guy in Kyle Pitts, especially in a dynasty league where I'm set in a lot of other positions. So, I think it depends like we all kind of mutually agree on is what you need, assess your team, but Damon, what kind of what pick do you have in the dynasty draft coming up on May 31st?
3: I have Michael Thomas. Well, no, <laughs> He traded his fourth pick for Michael Thomas to me. You
0: don't have a first round pick?
3: No. Um,
0: Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Wait, wait, wait. I want to pose you guys a question. I
3: I, I had the fourth.
0: I I want to pose you guys a question. Let's hear Joe's question before we move on. You're on
2: the board. You have the number three pick. Uh, Najee's gone. Chase is gone. Okay. And you already have a Mark Andrews. Uh. Your your wide receivers and tight end and, and running backs, they're on that same level, you know. But you have Mark Andrews, a guy that's proven that he could be top four and then top ten the next year. So, you know, he's up there, but he's not a sure thing. Do you take Kyle Pitts right there and figure out what to do with Mark Andrews? Or do you take Waddle, Devontae Smith, Eaton uh Sermon, one of those guys? No. I'll tell you
0: this. I'll tell you this, Joe you know take out Mark Andrews insert Hunter Henry and everything else is similar to my situation in the upcoming dynasty okay. I would strongly okay. consider taking Kyle Pitts Ooh. if I had Andrews instead which I traded to Jacob because I don't believe in him as much as I thought I did last year um yeah I would probably do the same thing and sell high on a guy like Andrews knowing that you know you're going to get what you're going to get and I think 2019 was his best year and 2020 is going to be more of the same where it's not great, but it's serviceable, so.
2: Yeah. I mean, tight ends are such a crapshoot, dude, because it's like every year I feel like we get excited. Like I can talk myself into 15 guys this year easily, I'm oh. like, oh, this guy's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. he's going to get it. Was great it last situation. year or
1: the year before when we were like, tight end is smacked this year? Yeah. And then yeah. it ended up, there are only, only like three or four guys that are usable. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then this year is similar, though. But I'm yeah. like, man, to, uh, I, I don't know. Tanya in this scene nice. Hawkinson mm-hmm. looks good. Andrews is nice. And it all Here's- depends,
1: like, what some one of the big three can't get hurt either, you know, for yeah. that tight end, you know, to work out that way. So,
2: yeah, so I mean, it's. I don't know. It's almost one. of But those for
1: things- me, I think I agree with Gabe. The only two position players, and let's we're just leaving quarterback out of this. It makes it too complicated. Mm-hmm. The only two position players I'm taking over pits are Chase and Harris. I mean, I I consider Javante Williams or Etienne if I if I have time to wait for them because I don't think those guys are going to kill it right out of the gate
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and help your team right away. But I think it has to be pits unless. You know, because to me, it's not a bad thing having two tight ends. Like it, that especially in dynasty, either you trade one of them when somebody gets desperate, or you, I'll start both of them in flex. I don't know why people are so against starting two tight ends. Like if you have them, I'm fine with starting them because you have to slide a running back or a wide receiver into that second tight end spot. Why not just throw Andrews and and Pitts into your into that spot? And I wouldn't take him at number one if I had a solid tight end but I would consider him at number three highest
2: yeah or, it's interesting yeah. yeah I mean like I said I think in three years we look back on this and we say and just look at this would you take Hawkinson or Jonathan Taylor or maybe not Jonathan Taylor he might have been running back one it actually was CH so Jonathan Taylor DeAndre Swift or Hawkinson I think today that's a no brainer, right? Anyone that has Hawkinson is trading them for DeAndre Taylor or Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. So we're gonna see a very similar thing a few years down the road. Right now the Pitts hype is huge, but in two, three years when Etienne is the man over there and he's killing it with Lawrence uh you know Lawrence. Yeah, you're gonna be like, like,
1: I can't believe I took you know yeah. him over a running yeah. back, you know. I'm and just then, saying it's
2: possible.
0: You know, one other thing we have to consider is you know, the quarterback in Atlanta. So there's a very good chance that Matt Ryan, you know, he'll be there this year and he could be there next year, but his future is not as bright as we once thought it was. I mean, he's got two, three years and, you know, that third year he may not be riding out on a shiny horse like he thought we would, he did or whatever. You know what? Let's move on. <laughs> uh, things to consider, right? Jamar Chase, shiny new toy for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, AJ Green, Goodbye. You've been serviceable for many, many years, troubled with injuries. He leaves behind 104 targets. Uh, because you're, you know, you have a baby now, and you know, it's just about being a father and building chemistry and a relationship with your child. How much does, does chemistry, because you know, Gerald Burrow and uh, Jamar Chase, they played together in college, they were dynamic in college. How much does chemistry factor in? to a rookie wide receiver and, you know, a former teammate of his, who's now the new quarterback of the, you know, Cincinnati Bengals. Is that something that you consider when you're drafting or when you're considering, you know, where you might rank a guy like Jamar Chase?
3: Oh, for sure. Especially when it comes to a quarterback and wide receiver combo, I think it's all chemistry. Like you got Brady and Edelman, same, same thing. He just throws the ball up and lets them get it. And he knows they know each other's timing to a T uh, what they had, like, 14 deep ball touchdowns when they played? Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy Yeah, so it's, it's, crazy it's, it's going to be ridiculous. They're going to put on a show.
0: Yeah, and so there's a case to be made. Again, we, we talked about Kyle Pitts, and we're talking about Jamar Chase. Now, there's a world where Jamar Chase is going number one. Like Jacob said, it's 99 worlds out of 100 where Kyle Pitts is, you know, one in the other one. But, I mean – it, it, it's it's about how excited can we get about Jamar Chase, Jacob? How excited can we get about Jamar Chase? Is there a world where he's like a top ten guy? Like, there's so much hype around him. Like, I I don't know what to expect, interpret, break it down for me, man. Like, what what are we looking at when we get a guy like Jamar Chase?
1: I I mean, to me, peop, like, there's a no. Like, to me, there's no. It's a no brainer that. You're taking him – like, it's him or Najee Harris, depending on what you need when it comes down to rookies, positional players, right? And with Jamar Chase, look, they had what – his year, 2019, he had 1,700 yards and 20 touchdowns with Joe Burrow. Like, that's insane. That's crazy. And chemistry is not going to be everything. I mean, he had competition for targets there, too. Justin Jefferson was there. I believe uh, – I think Terrace Marshall Jr. was there as well, correct, too. correct. Uh, so it's not like he didn't have a competition for targets. Uh, but you got to think, so Burrow, he came in, he had a good rapport with, with Boyd. He had a good rapport with T Higgins. It's not just going to be the Burrow and Jamar Chase show. It's going to be, he's going to spread it around. I think Chase is the number going to be the number one target there for sure. So to me, does Chase get into the top 10 wide receivers this year? Uh, obviously in redraft, what we're talking about, no, but he'll be there. Maybe even next year or year three. And look, Justin Jefferson was, and he's a rookie. He, I mean, he Justin played. Jefferson
0: was an anomaly. Like nobody was even talking. That's what about I'm him saying. This and
1: this year. guy in Chase is a better prospect than Justin Jefferson. So that doesn't always translate directly that way. But it's like depending on your needs, it's it's not crazy to take him number one in in a dynasty rookie draft. But also, I think rookies like these top rookies always get overdrafted in redraft. So I think people got to manage their expectations there in redraft. Cause I don't even know where to gauge his value in redraft. Like he's probably going to get drafted before I have a chance to draft him in redraft because people are going to take him too high. But let me ask you guys, if you guys, let's say your team is pretty even, like you don't have a dire need at wide receiver or running back and you have the number one pick in a rookie draft. Are you taking chase or Harris? Like, I'm getting a who's lot the better of, value i'm all getting a lot, lot of
0: uh, very eerily similar questions today and they seem to be you know revolving around this draft that's happening <laughs> well, it's who has just, a first overall it's not pick just for, it's for my own sake because
1: yeah. i don't think i'm in that position yeah, i think jacob
2: what, is definitely weaker at wide receiver i think
1: i need a wide receiver so in my case i think the clear choice is jamar chase but mm-hmm. i'm asking you guys all things being equal I
2: go who's Jamar Chase. The, who's the better player? Like, who's the better prospect?
0: Yeah. I
2: go to Chase.
3: Chase. I
0: go Jamar Chase. He's and in a better well, situation. Why?
2: Yeah. He's in a better situation long term, right? So you have Najee Harris on the Steelers. First of all, I, Gabe pointed this out the other day, and and I've said this a few times myself. I, it's, I don't really trust anybody that's running behind that line. Now, maybe they've addressed it, and, they, and maybe it'll get better. We know their passing attack is amazing, so maybe it just needs a good running back. The other guys were kind of just throw-ins. Um, but I'm not like, um, I don't know, dude. It's just Ben Roethlisberger's on the way out. And meanwhile, you have 10 years of Burrow and Chase or five, six, seven years at least. Uh Whereas like Najee Harris, who knows what the Steelers team is going to look like in two years.
1: That's a great point because now, you know, wide receivers last longer than running backs. First of all. He's going in with Joe Burrow. They're both in their young twenties. Yeah. This could be a ten-year thing where they're just oh, killing easily. it for the next ten years. Where Najee, even if he is a top, you know, he becomes a, a top ten running back for the next five years, it's not going to last that long. You know, it's yeah. going to be five years. We don't know the situation. Their offensive well, line is hurting, and who knows what happens at quarterback?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: and you I know, think Najee just- Harris.
0: He's got okay. a lot of tread on the tires, just to touch on it. He's got a lot of tread on the tires, and he's not even a five-year guy. He played guy. a full of, four years. By right? the end of his rookie contract, he'll be 28 years old. That's already you know, 28, 29, 30. Those are nearly the end years for most running backs in the NFL. Yeah.
3: yeah. So,
0: Jacob, yeah, I, I think, you,
2: I think you spoke. Is he 24 already? I thought he was 22. Yeah.
3: So, you guys aren't scared of the, oh, the target share at all? Like, not at all? For Listen. Chase?
1: Yeah. Um. Well, you got to think. What did AJ Green have 90 targets, 100 targets last year?
3: Yeah.
1: And and he's out. So and those guys were there too. And so Burrow think, only
2: played 10 games, Jacob?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I obviously if let's just say Jamar Chase, well it it's hard to, to tell because like you could say if Jamar Chase went to the Lions, you know, he would get a ton of targets but they're from Goff yeah. instead of Burrow. But if you could True. if you could just say you know, no Higgins, no Boyd, just some scrubs there, and Chase goes there, then obviously it's he's a no brainer, like, yeah, number one pick, no matter what. But that's the reason why you even consider Najee Harris because you're like, is it gonna be like 100, 100, 100 targets, or is it like 150 to Chase and like 90 to the other guys? So,
2: guys, I want to make a prediction right now. Let's hear it. oh prediction, and I'd love for you guys to. Uh, I don't know how we can book this down, but I think it's interesting. Jacob mentioned it's going to get spread around and Jamar Chase is going to be the number one target. I tend to agree with that to a certain standpoint. I think we're going to see very similar to Dallas last year. I think T. Higgins steps into the Amari Cooper role uh, where he may end up actually kind of being the best one. We'll see uh, just for this year. Jamar Chase is the CD lamp, so not far behind him, if not better. I think actually before Dak went down, uh, CD may have been ahead. And then um, and then Boyd is going to kind of fall off like Gallup did. He'll have his big games, but I'm not counting on him at all for season-long production. If I have him as a flex option, I'm okay with that. But anything more than that, I, I don't like him.
0: Okay, so really quick. that's a really It's huh. great. I like your opinion, but I'm, I was literally going to ask the same type of question because let's play a game really quick, and the game is very short. Who had a better fantasy le- year last year, Boyd or Higgins? Higgins. Mm-hmm. Higgins, Higgins, Higgins. Yeah, they were one part – they were one spot away from each other. Higgins Mm -hmm. finished 28th and Boyd finished 29th. Mm -hmm. So they were literally neck and neck. Um, With that being said, I think Joe gave us his answer with, you know, the implications of Jamar Chase inserted into this offense. Who becomes, you know, more irrelevant, Boyd or Higgins? We kind of got Joe's answer in, you know – Well, I may be wrong,
2: guys, but if I remember correctly – Higgins was way better to start with Burrow. And then once Burrow went out, uh Boyd started to kind it of come It wasn't of way
1: better. Boyd was still doing well, also. Yeah. But Higgins yeah. was more like explosive and just bigger and I wish I would have looked at
0: who was better, or I wish I would have looked at just numbers with Joe Burrow, but this is just yeah. season long. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that's fine. With that being said, I mean, I like Boyd. I feel like Higgins and Jamar Chase, although not similar. They very much play a similar type of style. They're gonna line up outside. Boyd, I feel like you can insert easily inside. He can run the slot. I mean, he can run the uh, the slot routes. And I feel like that's that's better for him. If if they decide to move him, it makes him better rather Wait, just than so what to was your, with
1: outside targets. What was your bold statement?
2: My bold statement is that you know it's a
1: situation and like it's Dallas. Not
0: necess-
2: yeah, it's going to be Dallas where Boyd is going to end up being Gallup, where you're not going to want to start him season long. And listen, oh, so you mean
1: as far as fantasy production wise? Yeah. Because like Boyd's the slot receiver, and then Gallup's like the outside deep receiver. That's fine. I still but think they, it's going to end up the yeah, same like situation. Yeah, like as far as fantasy production wise. And yeah. listen,
2: guys, these guys are supremely talented. You're telling me you don't think Jamar Chase is going to have some time in the slot? Like, of course he is. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins has time to slide. Oh, slot. no, they're going to they're gonna
1: move around like yeah. that. And also, Burrow was throwing so much last year. He, he was throwing, like, what, 50 times a game or something like that? Hundred
2: attentions in 10 games, 40 and forty plus. I don't yeah. think
1: their defense got much better,
0: so...
2: No. And they're going to go the most three wide receiver sets probably of any team. That's going to be three wide receiver sets
1: every Oh, play. they're
0: going to be down a, a ton. Of course yeah. they're going to go. Yes. And, yeah. you and
1: you know what? Good. I used to think... That oh boyd's contract's up, but no, they were they signed him for they signed an extension for four years. So Boyd's gonna be there for a while.
2: Yeah. I, I listen, I still think he's gonna be good. Like if you look at Michael Gallup, he has his purpose even in Dallas. There are games they relied on him, but I don't I still think that Higgins and Chase are gonna separate themselves from him this year.
0: I'm not confident, I agree. I agree. I'm not confident in booking it down or anything because you know I think we each have valid arguments, but I, I do like Boyd more than Higgins this year. I, I don't want to book it down, though, because there's I could see a world where Higgins is just fine and Boyd is kind Come of... On, of be confident in your convictions. No, Love it. Because I have book it downs, and we'll get to them shortly. But I, I, that one, I could see it going either way. That's why I'm not too confident.
1: Hey, by uh, the way... We spent a lot we, of time
0: on Jamar Chase.
1: We already sure. have Book It Downs. You know, We already started. There's two. Oh, I, no,
0: no. Yes, we, we did. We have not started Book It Downs. Yes, we have. I tried to do a Book yeah. It Down like every we already week, started and started I always them. get shut down. <laughs> it's hey, on, we'll talk about it's this on record. record. But, yeah, it's on record. I don't even know what I'm agreeing it. to. I, I Whoever's you host books it down officially, would, and would, I have not approved any I, Book It Downs. I, I think you weren't well, on those shows. Oh, so you're just booking it down behind my back? I have them on record. March 17th.
1: And March 24th, I have them on record. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to we'll go back We'll talk about it up. offline today. Uh,
0: well, yeah, we'll go back and look. Uh, we spent a lot of time on Jamar Chase. Uh, let's move on. Devontae Smith, Philadelphia Eagles. Listen, Jalen Rager, number one pick la- – or not number one pick, first-round pick last year, didn't really prove a lot. This year, you know, he could find some success. It might take year two to develop. Alshon Jeffrey, injured all year, now gone. Zach Ertz, go uh, Goddard. Those guys are still there, although Ertz is tentatively being shopped around, could even be released. We'll see what happens. Uh Fulgram likely saw his one shining moment and a few game stretch last season. So, with that being said, this whole you know Philadelphia offense is quite the question mark given outside of you know Jalen Hurts himself and his rushing ability. Backfield, we can save that story for another day. We talked about it a little bit last week but let's focus specifically on Devonte Smith and I'll start modest. Is this a guy that we can get a top 30 season from fantasy wise? Uh, and I'll start with you, Joe, because I already see you kind of murking your head. What are you thinking?
2: I think it's definitely possible. Like, definitely listen, possible, yeah. um, he's going to be the number one wide receiver day one, right? Jalen Rieger did not do anything to prove that he's got that spot. So, I think he's better. He's faster. He's 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 bigger. Uh, I know he's skinny, but he's taller. He's longer, and he's going to be a guy that Hurts relies on because he's a guy that gets open and creates separation. And that's what they said a lot about Mac Jones, right? He had such good wide receivers that they created separation all day long. Well, Hurts is Hurts is not really known as the guy that's super accurate, right? He's a guy that moves around a lot. He gets he makes extends plays. So a guy like Devonte Smith has a chance definitely to be a top 30 because the days of waiting three years for a rookie to start playing in the NFL are gone. That doesn't exist anymore. They, it's it's now like basketball. You're one, you prove it, or you're a bust, you know, and there's exceptions to that rule. Uh, but Bagley, for the most part, yeah, I mean, Bagley is a bust though. But um, <laughs> Julius Randle, I guess. I mean, now he's balling. It's been yeah. five years. But, <laughs> back on
0: fantasy, football. Uh, back on fantasy. Yeah.
2: But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we can see top 30, especially if – listen, Hertz is projected to be what? I've seen as high as top 10. Yeah, and he's not 100%. only going to do it running. He's got to throw the ball if they're going to – and there were games last year where he had, what, three, four 400, 500 yards? Something crazy. He had some big monster games.
0: One game, one game, yeah. Yeah. One game was just phenomenal.
2: Yeah, so if he's going to be doing that and the Philly sucks, they're going to be chucking it out all game long. So guys like Miles Sanders – Guys like Devontae Smith, they have high upside, I think, in this offense with Jalen Hurts. And uh I like him. Uh I put him squarely at number two for this next year at wide receiver. I, I don't think Waddle is in the conversation with those two guys. Um so yeah, top 30 for sure. And in re- and in dynasty, I mean, like I said, you gotta think about this man over Pitts, even though I don't love Philly's previous wide receiver selections. Uh, I think it's a new regime now, no more Doug Peterson. So you got to give these guys a
0: chance. 100%. And obviously situations have changed uh, over the course of last year, but to kind of give you an idea of wide receivers that finished in that wide receiver 30 range, uh, or I should say inside the top 30 or just outside the top 30, Corey Davis finishes the wide receiver 31 last year. T Higgins was the wide receiver 30 Cooper cup 27 and Curtis Samuel 25. So I mean, obviously not comp to a guy like Curtis Samuel, but I can see a lot of situations like Joe said, where there are broken down plays and Smith's fine space. He gets open and he's going to eat up 20 yards after catch. So I I like it, but you said definitely top 30. Can you see definitely top 20? And this is where I think it's kind of odd because you have guys like McLaurin and DJ Moore, who I think Mm -hmm. are contention to even move up this year from where they finished last year, which was at 21 and 22 respectively.
2: Well, one thing we got to remember, guys, is Devon, last year's wide receiver class had some names like Lamb and like uh, Ruggs and like that. Uh, Devontae Smith is a better prospect than any single one of the guys that got drafted last year. CD Lamb included, Ruggs included. He's a
0: Heisman winner.
2: So it's not entirely unthinkable. Can you see him replicating what Lamb did? I don't know because Lamb plays for that with Dak. But it all is going to fall squarely on how that offense operates. And Uh, As far as top 20, probably not. Because from my understanding, the coach comes from Indianapolis. They like to run the football a lot. I think they're going to try to lean on that a little bit more to give Hertz uh, some not as much having to run around and chase for his life. Mm -hmm. So I like him as top 30. I see, like, he's not going to do what Higgins did last year. That seems about reasonable.
0: Seems about reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob, what about you, man? What are you feeling?
1: Uh, Smith is tough because I definitely think he's the the most the second most talented of the rookie class after chase. But I just don't love the situation. I think he will get a lot of targets, but it's Hurts is the one that's going to limit him either by just his rushing too much and or just his inability to get the ball to him. So look, we saw what Jalen Hurts play four games last year. I don't think it's a big enough sample size to really know, but he's going to be the man going into the year. So like he Smith is Like to me, the difference between Smith and Jalen Rager is huge. So like, he's going to be the number one guy on this offense. And so do you trust in the offense? I don't really. So I'm a little lower on him than I think most people are going to be, but I love the talent. Like if, if he went somewhere else, you know, with a prolific passing offense, I'd be stoked about him. I'm just a little worried about Eagles offense.
0: Fair enough. And as am I, I'm, I'm definitely worried about that offense. I feel like I only really believe in Sanders and that's hanging by a thread. No offense, Joe. I know you're a Sanders truther, but I also love Jalen Hurts, but not for his arm, for his legs. And I do think he has potential to be top 10, top 15, uh, definitely in that vicinity. So I'm, I'm all about it. With that being said, Devontae Smith is not someone I'm overly excited about, even in dynasty redrafts you brought up the conversation Devonte Smith or Kyle Pitts it's like oh man at that point i think i'm definitely taking someone like Pitts um uh, you know especially with the targets available i mean there are targets available for Devontae Smith as well but you just i don't know i don't like the situation i don't like the landing spot as much as Whoa, I do for
2: Pitts four games last year and mind you that's uh four games when he's not scheduled to be the starter so he's not taking first game first first team reps all season He's still threw an average of 37 passes a game for 270 yards a game. Like, well, throughout the season, that's 4,400 yards for the season. And, you know, over what, uh, 600 attempts? Like, that's not small potatoes, guys. That's There's a lot to go around in Philly if yeah, it works out.
3: Am I crazy to think that he's going to do better than Chase next year? I don't think you are. I think it's possible.
0: It's within it's, the realm of possibility. Well, he doesn't have as much
3: competition for yeah, There's zero competition. They're going to be down a lot. Very true. Very the, true. Jalen Hurts throws a good deep ball, and a scrambling quarterback gives time for him to run literally all the way to the end zone. Yeah, I mean the the
2: Smith is, like, as fast as Tyreek Hill. I don't know if that's true, but I'm just saying, for a guy like Hurts who has an arm, he can bomb him.
1: And yeah, he can bomb
3: him and that, yeah, that plays So if his, you wanted to say – if you wanted to make that
1: bold statement that you think Devontae Smith is gonna have a better rookie season than Jamar Chase, I don't think that's crazy because I think the, the hype on Chase is gone too far, in my opinion. I mean,
2: I wouldn't bet on that, but I think it's in I, the I don't think of it's cra- crazy.
1: Like I wouldn't be like, You're insane, man. Like yeah. you don't know what you're talking about. Like that's it's a it's a bold take, but if anybody in this class can do it, it's
3: Smith. Like I, and yeah. redraft Chase is gonna go higher, but I think you're gonna get the more the value from Smith.
0: And that is essentially the name of the game. It's who – that's that's what wins you fantasy championships, is who can you get that's the bigger value. It's, it's yeah. those mid-round picks that mm-hmm. really you know solidify your season. I want to touch back on Jalen Hurts' last four-game stretch. Um, yeah, I get it. He had week 14 and week 15 he threw for 338 yards and then 342 yards, three touchdowns in one of those games. Uh, but that was against Arizona and Dallas. Granted, he plays Dallas twice because they're in the same division. He was awful against Washington, and he was awful against New Orleans. So those two games inflated his fantasy outlook, and I think you have to temper your expectations. But we're over here telling us – But who we're cares, over here saying though, the guy's the top ten yeah, guys. That's, so that's half, half of his more. games, though.
2: Yeah, who cares? That's yeah, that's, and that's, that's Half of his half games.
0: Up. That's two of his games. Yeah. He's not play half. Arizona again. That's half. Yeah, that's, that's half, half of, of his games he played. All of the four-game sample. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying, like – you don't Those think teams were awful. They were literally awful. They were awful defenses. Mm-hmm. Anybody could have gone out there and well, had a great game
2: against Dallas. I'm going to say his his bottom barrel, what I expect from Devontae Smith, is what we saw from Juju year one, where it was not a whole lot of catches. Like, he had 60 catches that year, but he had 917 yards and seven touchdowns. And I, I like think that's that bottom barrel where, if you guys remember, Juju was four catches, 120 yards, big games. I think that we'll see something like that as a bottom, and I think Devon, right, is that no competition for targets, and Jalen Hurts can throw the ball downfield. It's not crazy that this bull. I mean, listen, top twenty is in the realm of possibility. Top thirty, I feel confident about.
3: Top thirty, Cooper I feel Cup confident. or Smith? You're at you're in the middle rounds. Devontae Smith. Yeah, um, and,
1: and this is redraft. This yeah. is redraft. Yeah, they, oh, they, I'm going Cooper Cup all day. I would I go Cooper redraft. Cup as well. Over Smith, I think I go. It's not Matthew Stafford throwing him the best quarterback he's ever played with.
0: Yeah, I got Cooper Cup. True,
2: true, I don't trust Matthew Stafford with these wide receivers. Matthew Stafford spreads it too much, man. He's had Galladay for three years, and guys never have more than eight, targets. <laughs> eight uh, targets.
3: Robert Woods,
2: <laughs> Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup are gonna blow
1: up this And hit, they're, they're gonna and
2: Cam Makers and Henderson and the new rookie that they just drafted.
0: There's a lot of mouths to see. feed. Too. Woods
1: and cup. You know? I've never I've never had Robert Woods on a fantasy team. I'm gonna I be like drafted him Woods. this year.
0: So I think we can all agree that you know it won't be pretty but it'll be good for your fantasy team for Jalen yeah. Smith, especially given his value uh, in dynasty, you know, later half of the first round or, you know, as early as the mid first round. And no, then Mark of course the redrafts as well. Did you like to Jalen Smith? I'm peeking oh, ahead. Okay. That's a transition. Goes, yeah. Jalen Waddle, Miami Dolphins wide receiver. I'm going to cut to the chase on this guy. Gusecki, Fuller, Parker, Wilson, Williams, and now Waddle uh that's just a lot of mouths to feed and more importantly i'll open it up with this miami has done a great job of surrounding tua with talent in miami that being said you can't tell me how much you like or dislike Jalen waddle without first telling me how you feel about tua in 2021 and i'll mm-hmm. hand it over to the resident miami dolphins fan yes. by marriage Joseph. I'm, I'm starting all these.
2: Men- Dude, I'm looking to buy a Tua uh, rookie. If you guys got one, let me know. No, I'm, uh, <laughs> but uh, listen, I like Jalen Waddle a lot in the future. I love Tua, actually. And I know that Tua are far down on Tua. And my opinion of the matter is that they took it easy on him. They didn't expect to be anywhere near where they ended up. And it was just a pleasant surprise. Why not let Tua play some meaningful games? They still kind of benched him towards the end. Uh, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is better than a rookie to win you a playoff game. I get it. But you know, uh, in the long run, I do still really like Tua. Uh, shout out Gio, and um, I think Jalen Waddle is going to be really good. But this first year, I don't love Jalen Waddle because I love Will Fuller, and because I think Devonte Parker is still good, and I think is still good, and I think Gaskin's going to eat some touches. <laughs> so, and and I still think Preston Williams is going to see the field, and they have Lynn Bowden Jr. It's just a lot of guys. And I think Devontae Parker and Will Fuller are squared ahead as the two top guys. And maybe Will Fuller gets injured and that opens the door. I don't know. But uh, right off the bat, I'll take Elijah Moore over Jalen Waddle for a redraft. Um, but in Dynasty, Jalen Waddle's is a no-brainer to me.
0: We will get to that very shortly. And I like all of your points because they line perfectly with mine. I just think there's way too many mouths to feed. You know, this guy's getting comped to Tyreek Hill. Sure, Three years, two years from now, let me see it. When a, some, when a couple of these contracts fire away and you know things are looking a little bleak in Miami in terms of depth, I can see that happening. Not now. I think he's a gadget guy at best. Maybe like a lower 2.0 Curtis Samuel of what we saw last year or maybe even like a lower version of his comparison, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Jacob, Damon,
3: any thoughts? I, I don't want any. I'm probably going to not have any waddle the uh, the target share is just ridiculous. If Fuller can play a full season, you got him, Preston Williams, Parker, got like like you said, Joe, there's just there's just too many people. I can see him being used as a a, a gadget guy, though. So like he late round flyer, really.
0: Yeah. If Jacob, you're proving us wrong.
3: No, I pretty much agree with you guys.
1: I'm not excited this year. man, because I I thought I was gonna be the anti-waddle guy, and you guys all are pretty much feel the same way I do, but there's a reason why that. they took him number six overall, and yeah. he played with Tua at it's, Alabama. Yeah. So yeah.
0: there's some, I know the same comparison. You're right, the same comparison. But we're I talking still about agree. Joe Burrow,
1: I'm, yeah. I'm eyeing some guys that like I wouldn't even like you know draft in dynasty too high, but in redraft I draft them this year over Waddle just because I think they're gonna have a better year this year. Mm-hmm. And there's a few guys like that, but Waddle like his comparisons. To Tyreek Hill, even if that's true, he's not playing with Patrick Mahomes, and he never exactly. will. You know, right. it's like two. Even if Tua becomes great, even if he becomes like Lamar Jackson, he's not. It's not Mahomes. So mm-hmm. it's it's tough. But I, I do like he will be the number one wide receiver there in the long term if him yeah. and Tua stay there. You know.
2: But I will say, while I think Devonte Smith is the second best wide receiver this year. I I think I like Jalen Waddle better long term. And and maybe hmm. that's me being a Tua believer. And and maybe that's me also thinking, listen, Wolfler's on a one-year stop, he's gone after this year. And uh, you know, but I think Jacob, you brought up a good point. We focused a lot on Chase and um Chase and Burrow being college teammates. And the same can be said for Tua and this man. And Tua actually uh produced one of his best seasons with uh excuse me waddle produced one of his best seasons with tua mm-hmm. so um i don't know i like the way he plays football and i and he just has the look of a guy that's gonna I, I know maybe DeMont but I'm so I'm actually let me change topics real quick I forgot to mention this Demont. I'm actually surprised that you like Devontae Smith because I looked at pictures of his legs and he's skinnier than Robbie Anderson. Really? <laughs> hey DeMont, but
3: he's a rookie though there's your argument yeah no response yeah no i gotta i gotta see it at he, least he, he of, i have to, I have to looks, see him side by
2: side he's got yeah. that tyreek frame where it's like you can see this guy becoming like a little kyler murray you know. oh, right. now we gotta look yeah.
0: him. while damon looks up his side-by-side comparison yeah i think we all agree waddle is someone who you can see very much relevant even next year as early as next year but especially down the road. Um, Moving on, the next two guys, I have no idea why they're in this order, but we're going to talk about them quickly because we're getting to my favorite guy pretty soon here. Uh, Joe mentioned him briefly. We'll talk about him in a second. But let's get to Rashad Bateman first, Baltimore Ravens wide receiver. Willie Sneed, he's gone. Sure, only 48 targets. Um, I'll be quick, and I'll throw it over to you guys. I still see Andrews being the number one target on this team. Last year, he missed two games and still had 88 targets. Hollywood Brown had 100 targets. They don't throw the ball a lot. Can Jackson improve on his passing ability? That's a question mark. Um, and because of that, you know Bateman is Bateman. He's he he looks good, and then he landed on the Baltimore Ravens. And you just kind of wonder how far are you willing to, you know, take a step or take a stab at a guy like Bateman in redrafts? He's a probably a flyer at best. Um, and then in dynasty, obviously, you, there's a lot of other things to consider. Jacob, I'll hand this one over to you first. I
1: I, I look. I get where the Troubles come for with Lamar Jackson's passing. I mean, but I think, I think I disagree with you, man. I, th- I think this guy, look, Andrew is going to be the number one target on the team, but this is, he's going to, Rashad Bateman's going to be the number one wide receiver target or targeted in this offense. And he'll be the number one wide receiver statistically and fantasy wise because they Marquise Hollywood Brown, He's a great number two or a great number three. He's not meant to be a number one guy. This is the guy they drafted to be their number one wide receiver. And I think – I don't think they're going to force the issue, but I think they're going to make a point to get him involved. And Lam- they tried to get uh, – I believe – look, they tried to get Juju Smith-Schuster. They uh, they added Sammy Watkins, but uh, I just think Rashad Bateman, the draft capital, their need – this is probably one of their biggest needs on their team, and they're addressing it. And he ha- he's like – the prototypical wide receiver one type type of player. So I'm actually very hyped about Rashad Bateman, and I'll gladly draft go. him if he falls to me if you guys don't draft him.
0: So you said, you know, Mark Andrews, number one in targets, but Rashad Bateman, number one receiver in Baltimore. Hollywood Brown, obviously you think he's better. He's a better prospect. Hollywood Brown finished highest, was last year actually, and he finished as the wide receiver 34, which puts him in, you know, wide receiver Three range, um, pretty serviceable. So, do you think Bateman can can crack that top thirty-five? Then, so that was Baltimore Marquise's
1: Marquise is what second or third year? I think that was his so, third year. Uh, look, the th- I don't think he's Bateman's going to be top thirty his rookie year. But so bait so Marquise Hollywood Brown finished top thirty-four in his third year. So, it's tough, but I do think he's going to outperform Marquise Brown for sure
0: sure so if he yeah so if he can replicate what marquise brown did last year he could be top 35 he just kind of overtakes and gets the workload that brown got last year
1: i could see which, that i just think what what are you working on if you're lamar jackson what are the coaches you gotta throw on? the freaking
0: ball man. exactly
1: so i'm believing that they are working on that and hopefully it can improve a little bit i mean he has a career passer rating of 99 which isn't terrible i mean it's actually
0: really good but because he doesn't throw that
1: off volume isn't high is the problem yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. no that's that's a good point he's accurate but he doesn't get the opportunity to throw the ball a lot but who needs it because he runs and that's why you love him for fantasy uh damon joe any thoughts
3: Mm, i like bateman because i feel like the team is trying to uh, be a more balanced offense so teams just don't Stack the box on first and second down on them because they know they're gonna try and run the ball. Mm-hmm. And they draft did they draft a, uh, a a guard or something? They drafted a guard, no? They sure did. Yeah, so um, that's gonna give them more time to stay in the pocket and make some throws. So I personally like them for redraft more than Waddle. And
0: but they also not, s- not dynasty. They also signed uh what God, now we're making Sammy us look Sammy Watkins. No, oh. well they signed Sammy Watkins, but yeah, they signed Sammy. the guard from Kansas City. They stole him from Kansas City. I thought yeah. they traded. No, the Kansas other way City. around. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry, from Pittsburgh. From Pittsburgh. They signed they, they signed within the division. They signed the guard. What's his name? Something like Villanueva, I think. They signed wow, the guard and then okay. he came out on Twitter and basically threw shade at the wide receiving core of Pittsburgh because he was like, I'd rather be. Oh, yeah, yeah. it
1: was the You know, guards yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah, in the yeah.
0: NFL. They want to protect their passer and they want to create running lanes. They don't really care about wide receivers, obviously, because they're protecting their quarterback, but that makes yeah. sense. But uh, he came out and said something along the lines of, I'd rather play for a team. Who runs the ball hard? Than play for a team whose players make TikToks all day, and he was taking a hit at Juju, <laughs> <laughs> and Claypool, all of them, all Claypool, Juju, uh, DeAndre Johnson. They're all just TikTok stars yeah. now. It is what it is.
2: Yeah, I mean,
3: uh, go ahead, Joe.
2: Uh, I mean, guys, how many wide receivers? Do we have to watch this team draft before we just kind of get it. so we kind of realize like listen, it doesn't matter who's the wide receiver. Uh like if you're not if, if you don't throw the ball, you're not gonna have success. And we saw it with uh Marquise Brown, we saw it with Miles Boykin, we're now that's we so saw sad. with Devin Duvernay. We uh you mentioned that uh I can't even remember his name because he's irrelevant, is gone and that's only 40 targets. Well, Sammy Watkins is there. And Sammy Watkins, say what you want about him. There's a reason the guy keeps getting paid. They like him. Uh, Rashad Bateman, Marquise, and now they drafted Tylan Wallace too. There's a lot of guys. And listen, maybe one of these guys is going to be so damn good that it doesn't matter. You give him six targets a game and he's going to make something out of it. But I don't want to take that risk. Not until I see it. So listen. But don't, I,
3: but don't yeah. you think that them getting two receivers and then uh, both are in the O-line make means that they're trying to... Change,
2: yeah, of course. Uh, just, the 49ers wanted to change last year too, and then injuries <laughs> happen, you know. And we end up running the ball because that's what we do, yeah, do. yeah. Teams that awesome. run the ball well, they continue to run the ball. Sure.
0: Run the ball. I mean, yeah, Ravens, were one of the best running, running, fo- running the, the football teams you know? in the NFL, yeah. Um, I, I mean, so Robins and Gus Edwards were averaging like over 4.5 a game. I don't or,
2: hate taking a chance on a dynasty. But I and I may get burned, but I'm not touching him in any redraft leagues, no matter what. And I, like I said, I may get burned, he may fall to me in the 11th round, and I'll be kicking myself that I didn't take a chance on the guy. Yeah. But like, I, I see at least four or five other rookies that we haven't even talked about that I would rather just gamble on than take him, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and cool. that's kind of the, what we're going to be talking about with the next couple of guys here, except for one. But, um, and that's what you're going to see a lot of these guys are going to be in the later rounds of your draft, and you're going to be faced with the situation do i want the promise of a young rookie or do i want more of a solid option and those solid options are going to be guys you know they don't look appetizing but you know they're serviceable because they have a track record jacob one last stop before we move on because i can tell you're itching to say something
1: oh no i'm waiting to talk about some other guys
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right we're moving on then let's talk about rondale moore arizona cardinals um, they didn't lose any meaningful targets via the boot in the offseason so far. I think Andy Isabella has is gone. He was irrelevant. They did, however, add A.J. Green. That might not be the most relevant thing, but it could definitely hinder a guy like Rondell Moore in his rookie season. Um, we're still waiting to see if Larry Fitzgerald retires. Who knows? He could return. Um, but, look, the same thing can be said about Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. When you have a rushing QB – it really limits the upside of all of the other offensive weapons that surround them. With that being said, I think Kyler has the best arm of the three, in my opinion. And that's a discussion for another day. I'm just kind of addressing it to start the question. So do you take a flyer on a guy like Rondale Moore late in your draft and see how the first three weeks pan out? Or are you going to be one of those guys who pick him up on the waiver wire, you know, week seven, week eight, when you realize this guy is something and now I'm taking a shot on him. Jacob, I'll start with you.
1: So we're talking Rondale Moore in Arizona. I, I'm i not too high on this guy, and it's not his talent. It's just the situation. I don't really trust a wide receiver outside of Hopkins at, in Arizona. I just, why didn't, I mean, I guess Kyler's only played two years, but how come nobody, you know, ever flourished or just claimed that secondary role? You know, Christian Kirk was so up and down, so inconsistent. So I just, I don't think, and I mean, maybe that's, you know, not fair, but I just I think he's getting drafted really high to be honest. Like I've done a rookie draft and I saw Rondale Moore and Elijah Moore go way higher than I thought they should. And I'm just staying away from both of those guys. But so to me, I'm not a huge, you know, Kyler Murray as a passer fan, and I'm I don't like the second wide receiver role there.
0: Two things. One, I think out of all of the wide receivers of the rookie wide right receivers that landed in bad spots. Rondale Moore is the best wide receiver who landed in a bad spot. Second, yes, I I kind of touched on it with Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. It's like these guys who run, they likely only have that wide receiver one option. That's why you don't see a guy like last year that role wasn't really carved out because it was eaten up by the running game and Kyler murray's rushing ability obviously he had the shoulder injury halfway through the season when he came back he didn't rush at all practically so maybe that changes things maybe they want to keep him healthy keep him in the pocket a little bit more that opens the door for a guy like rondale Moore, but still competing for targets on a team that's led by deandre hopkins i don't see any relevance here in year one uh maybe down the road aj green retires later fitz retires next year could be 100 different for rondale Moore and his outlook uh
3: this year not so much at all joe Demont um the only reason that i'd be interested in more is if he starts the season and just operates in a slot because yeah that's it just you have hopkins and green on the outside and him just running around in the slot besides that it it doesn't excite me i'm not going to take him yeah i agree with you joe that, Larry
2: Fitzgerald's not officially retired yet, boys. He's <laughs> coming that, back. That, that's what I just
0: said. I said, I don't know if he's retired <laughs> or
2: not. Not, not. you, but everybody I see outside talks about him like he's gone. And mean, very, very well, maybe. But if he's back, then Moore is the fifth wide receiver. And I get it. Arizona Cardinals ran more four wide receiver sets than any team out there. But they still have Andy Isabella. They still have a couple of other guys. I don't see this guy being a factor whatsoever year one, even with or without Larry Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm wrong. He seems like a good kid, seems like a good player. But, uh, I I mean, actually, I hope I'm right because I hate the Cardinals. But um, I just don't see it, man. I'm not in on this. Again, four or five guys down the list that I'd much rather have than him. I don't –
3: like He's going
1: at the top of the second round in rookie drafts, and that's yes, way man. too high for I him. I mean,
2: listen, the, the idea behind that, and, and I see it, is like, dude, Kylie. is is Terrence Marshall going to win me a cha- uh, championship this year? Probably not. right? Is Ra- Rashad Bateman going to win me a championship this year? Probably not. So I'll take Elijah Moore. I'll wait. AJ Green retires at the end of this year. Christian Kirk goes and signs another contract. Hopkins is gone in a few years. And now I have maybe – Kyler Murray's first uh option. I don't know. I'm just saying I can see like the logic behind it. But I think I that's probably what it. people
1: are banking on.
2: Yeah. And if yeah. you're not talking super flex, then you know those quarterbacks, at least behind oh, Trevor yeah. Lawrence, they fall. Yeah. You know? for sure. I don't think we're gonna see that in our super flex league where probably four or five quarterbacks get taken easily before this guy.
0: The hype for Rondale Moore is certainly something that we can talk about next year. Let's move on uh to uh, Joe, now I'm kind of nervous to say this because I think you really like him too. And that's my favorite wide receiver prospect out of this rookie class Elijah Moore, wide receiver for the New York Jets. He is without a doubt the best slot receiver in this draft class by far. And although just rumors as of right now, there are, you know, signs that Crowder could be out the door via trade or via free agency very, very soon here if he is released. Even if he's not released, I still love the youth and the explosiveness of Moore. Um, there's one thing against him. He's got a rookie quarterback and he plays on a bad team, but there's also one plus against him is he plays for a rookie quarterback and he's on a bad team. It literally goes hand in hand. And I'd rather have Elijah Moore in the slot, you know, getting passes from a team that's down a lot from a rookie QB. I love it. I love his outlook. I love everything about him. I think he has the highest potential in this draft class to finish, you know, well inside the top 20. Probably okay, that was oh, that was hype getting to me. But I think he can definitely be a top 25 wide receiver for sure. Give him the ball, put him to work, get him in the slot, get him in a screen pass. I love everything about him. Joe, piggyback off of what I'm saying because I know you're feeling it.
2: Man, I love everything about this Jets team. Dang it, dude. I (laughs) love everything about this Jets team. First of all, it's not bro.
0: I'm taking him. You're not taking him.
2: It starts at the top, boys. It starts at the man Robert Sullivan himself. And then it goes down to LaFleur, who they brought over for the 49ers. And I can't tell you how many times I've mentioned that on this podcast. This team is going to be better than you expect. Their defense is going to be a top-10 defense. I guarantee it. Their offense is going to be better than you expect. This team is going to finish with seven to eight wins in a team that you might expect to finish with two to three. And listen, you might say seven to eight wins is nothing special. Kyler Murray in his first year didn't have seven to eight wins, right? He had five or six. So – I think that this team is going to outperform a lot of expectations. And I love the fit. Corey Davis comes in, a man that proved it last year. And he was a top pick. He can show these guys the way. Denzel Milms didn't really get a ton of opportunity, but he's a big guy. And now what do you do? Like you said, you bring in the number one slot receiver. And I just love it. Like, can you ask for a better situation? Uh, you know, this is my AFC team. This is my AFC. I mean, it was as soon as Robert's. <laughs> It was as soon as Robert Sala went Damn, over the Dolphins? (laughs) I I mean, listen, (laughs) the Dolphins are because my girl, right? I And I like Tua. But I like Robert Sala. That was my guy. And I like Wilson. And I like Mims. And I like Corey Davis. And I just like what they're doing. Michael Carter. I think this team is going to have some explosive fantasy games. It's going to be a whole different story from what we've seen the last three, four years where – it's like, dude, don't take anybody on the Jets. Doesn't matter who. Not their starting running back, not their number one wide receiver, not their quarterback. You're not touching them. I think it's different this year. I think I like all of these guys, and I'm not sure which wide receiver is going to end up having fantasy value. But in a dynasty draft, I love Elijah Moore.
0: Yeah. Uh, for all things you just mentioned, let's throw in a shout out to goingfor2.com. My new article is out, and I say all those same things about the New York Jets. I think they're amazing. I think the culture that they're establishing there behind Robert Sala is something to turn the tides for sure in New York. Jacob, Daman, how are we feeling about our new friend, Elijah Moore?
3: Um, I like like him in in Dynasty, but for redraft purposes – he operates in the same slot that Crowder. Crowder's going to eat up a lot of those slot routes.
0: And you're right. He is still there as of this point, and he very well could be there Isn't the he of a
2: June 1st casualty? Isn't that what they're saying? I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He very if,
0: well could be cut. But what if I'm he's saying cut, is, then yeah, even day. if he's there, I think that this team is going to be working towards next year, even if they're competitive this year, and they're going to get Elijah Moore to work very quickly to establish that connection and that rapport yeah, yeah, with that I mean Wilson. True, true. Jacob, so
1: is there anybody from the Jets saying that Crowder is a possibility to get cut? Yes, that's all that's what all the rumors are saying. People from the Jets are actually saying that. I mean, I think it's all speculation. People
0: from New York in general, dude. Everyone in New York, because I heard the the day
1: after the draft, the day after Elijah Moore was drafted, all I hear is, oh, they're gonna cut Crowder, they're gonna cut Crowder. It was just people speculating. So I think that snowballed into like. People think it's reality now. Why would they cut Jamison Crowder? You want to supply. I mean, unless it's a financial thing, if it's, if it's a financial thing, I understand it, but you want to, you know, provide your rookie quarterback with, you know, the most comfort possible. What better than a veteran slot receiver that can just, he honestly, Crowder's underrated, man. And I'm, I underrated him every year. I never draft him and he's always, you know, people picking him off the waiver, starting him in their flex and he's, and he, you know, shows up. So I don't think Crowder's out this year. And to me, the hype on Elijah Moore is a little too high as well. I can reassess and change my opinion once Crowder moves on. But I, as of right now, going if we were drafting today, I'm not touching Elijah Moore. Probably not because I don't value him. It's because people are
0: going to take him ahead of me.
2: Well listen,
1: that's,
0: Jacob, that's actually a really good point. Not that you don't value him, but that you think people exactly. are going to take him ahead of you. Joe? Yeah.
2: And listen, it's not necessarily that Crowder's going to get cut. I wouldn't anticipate him getting cut either because I think he's a valuable player. But he's I Joe,
0: ten and a half million dollars. And next somebody
2: year. might trade for him, right? Yeah. Like totally there's yeah. teams that could use a, a a guy like that, like maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars Even or the or New, New England
0: Patriots or the Lions. Or the, or the Lions. <laughs> the Lions
2: yeah. Yeah someone could use him so it's almost like dude the writings on the wall it comes down to more than that it may not necessarily be that they cut up jimson Crowder may say dude you just drafted my replacement you got you just so signed one a of lot the top of these team
1: players like getting traded and cut is because teams are over the salary cap and and they need to get under it right so are the jets over the
2: salary cap?
0: Well, it's I don't not necessarily
2: it. even that anymore because nowadays you can you can uh you can roll the cap over, right? So if they cut him and they save more money, next year they can spend more money. So it's very similar to what I think we saw the Dolphins or
0: I can't. Oh remember I mean, who was. he's
1: making a lot, the actually. Colts. I didn't realize how much he's making. He's making eleven point four million. Uh yeah, yeah, he's making
0: a lot of money. Uh again, if Crowder's there, I still think that he is worthwhile in Dynasty and he is worthwhile in the later rounds of redraft leagues, because I think this is a guy whose talent truly shines out. Injury concerns actually plagued, not didn't plague him. They kind of just hindered and made him fall in the draft. He was more than capable of being a first round pick this year. Mm-hmm. And he fell into mm-hmm. whatever round he fell in. Uh, the first day of the second round, second, literally the first pick, I think. Yeah. So well, the guys I'll tell you what,
1: I like him in dynasty way more than redraft for sure. Yeah, I, think I think we, we all agree, agree on that too, because as yeah.
0: mentioned, just like we've done on the last couple of weeks, we're going to re- re-rank the, probably the top five or six guys for both redraft and dynasty before we do that we're going to touch on two more guys here uh probably three but we're going to just run through them really quick terrence marshall of the carolina panthers listen there's already established wide receivers out there and dj moore and robbie anderson that offer that offense runs primarily through cmc when healthy with that being said I think this is a guy that you can definitely consider next year. Anderson is on the last year of his contract. This was definitely a next year type of move. They took the best player available in Terrence Marshall, knowing he could be a potential superstar next year. I don't think they re-signed Anderson. Uh, With that being said, I don't know. We'll have to see. Also, there's a lot of questions. I want to see how Darnold does in year one without Adam Gase. I don't want to draft him and see how that happens. I'd rather just wait because I know that he's going to be way more valuable next year. This year. I'm gonna hand it off to one of you guys. Jacob, what about you?
1: I Terrace Marshall is the guy I'm highest on compared to
0: his compared
1: to his ADP uh in, in in redraft or dynasty. I as soon as I started doing all my research and stuff, I just was like, why isn't this guy ranked higher? And I know he had an injury, so that probably has to do with it, but also he was the third target at LSU for Burrow Burrow, and, and he still performed well. So Mm -hmm. imagine if he was the number one and look, he was the kind of the number one in 2020 because uh, Chase didn't come back. There was no more Justin Jefferson and and he performed well. So I, I like this guy. I mean, I look, you guys, it's no secret. I, I like big wide receivers. You know, I, I, (laughs) I just think that, you know, and and it's not just be- <laughs> like there's more good small wide receivers than there are good big wide receivers, so it kind of doesn't make sense, right? But when you can get in a, a very talented guy who has the size, then they're you know they can have more success w- with their size. So I just like Terrence Marshall. I don't look, I like him in Dynasty a lot because next year there's a possibility that Robbie Anderson is not there, but maybe not because didn't Robbie Anderson play for? Uh, coach coach in college and they have a relationship so I can see him staying there but even if so I could see Terrace Marshall surpassing uh, Anderson becoming the number two there next year and I I'm high I've been pumping or two in the Sam Donald train ever since he was traded to Carolina I'm super high on him compared to what or other people are so Terrace Marshall Jr. I wish I was in a position to draft him in in like our our dynasty league, I'm not. I don't have a second round pick until pick 20, so I'm not. He's not going to fall that far. But I I love this guy. He like I don't like him more than Chase and Smith, you know. But I like him a lot.
0: I'm glad you love him, and I'll probably try to make a trade for him next year because you'll be sad that he wasn't good this year. <laughs> Even though you know that he he you know his outlook. So I'm glad that you're smart about that. Uh, Kadarius Tony of the New York Giants. Listen, you know Ingram Rudolph. Benjamin, he's not going to make the team, but those are just the tight ends. Then you got Galladay, Shepard, and Slayton. Another situation where there are just an overwhelming amount of weapons. Tony can certainly find himself a role. However, the only way, and honestly, to be quite honest with you guys, this might be a guy that I would take a flyer on, probably maybe even a seventh and eighth round pick. I would definitely pick this guy up for one reason and one reason only, and that's because nobody on this roster can stay healthy at any given time. And if one of these guys goes down, it's likely that someone else is following them. And in a situation like that, I want a guy like Kadarius Tony because then he becomes instantly a competitor for targets, and he can truly shine. If everyone's healthy, which I don't think is going to happen, you know, possibly right off the bat, then I'm not really touching him. But I, you can best believe if Kenny G goes down, Shepard's kneeling with a nag uh, with an ankle issue or something like that, I'm taking Kadarius Tony with a lot of fab because I'm interested in him. I'm interested in him when I see the value there. He's buried on the
3: depth chart right now. Damon, what are you feeling? Um, I, I like it just his raw talent, but my worry with this guy is Daniel Jones. Um, <laughs> Everyone's Daniel Jones, worried, like, yeah. So he he's raw talent. Six he's six foot one ninety three. He runs a four four. Like all that is good, but his route running is isn't the best. And Daniel Jones, I just don't see him getting him the ball, just throwing more interceptions, trying to target this guy. And that's if somebody gets hurt and he's on the field, which is going to take time. So there's no way I'm going to draft somebody who's waiting on an injury. And then even when he gets the spot, the quarterback can't give him the ball. Yeah.
0: I, I have to pass this off to Joe because I saw him smirk a little bit. I know we only had time for one guy per player. Joe, you got any thoughts? No, no, I was talking about what I wrote in
2: the chat, which is uh,
0: oh, okay, well, then
2: hold on. wait. But guys, but
1: hilarious to <laughs> Tony, you guys know he has a rap career, right? He's, he's sure, young. So does okay. I like him even oh, less. Really? Uh, I, I guess, even less. I like him even hey, his his concern was that he's not as focused because he's focused on his music yeah. career, yeah. But dude, I, I, I'm just gonna say, I think the Giants way over drafted him, not, not that he's not talented, they didn't need him, is all, I'm yeah. yeah. Say. Why did yeah.
2: well, well they watch. were apparently. Very upset that the Eagles traded up to get – Oh, uh, they were going to take
1: – But the Giants like put it out there that they were going to take Smith and the Eagles yeah, were, like, F that, and jumped in front of them and took him. It's playing with that him the division. They,
2: I guess that – And they were mad at that. The Cowboys also in the division is the ones that traded them. So um, – A lot
0: of canoodling going on there.
2: Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I'll, I'll just I'll just go in with my guy, guys. I, I'm Ari Rogers.
0: Yeah, and, Amari and, Rogers and, is the last guy on the list. By the way, uh, wide receiver for the Detroit Lions.
2: No, no, no. That's that's Brown. Oh, Amont St. Brown. Wait, you're I a, want Amari. Oh, Rogers you just skipped
0: ahead. Hold yeah. on, he said you said okay. I don't want br- we'll, we'll touch because, on Amon yeah, St. Brown real quick. Wide receiver for the Lions. On one guy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we got talk, Wait,
1: hold on. All right, Joe wants to talk about Rogers. I'll go ten seconds on Amon Raw after he's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fine, fine. Go, go, Amari Rogers. The chaos
0: on this show. Goodness,
2: out of. I think almost everybody, uh, Chase Smith and uh, maybe Elijah Moore uh, aside, uh, actually probably not even Elijah Moore. Amar Rodgers has the most potential, right? He's get, If Aaron Rodgers resigns, which I expect him to, I, I think that this is going to get worked out. Um, there's no chance that there's really a solid number two on that team that's really ahead of him day one. Right? I mean, we know that there's Devontae Adams, but who else is there? There's a bunch of guys that have been there for two, three years and never really made a career. And now you go out and finally get this man uh, another wide receiver. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to show you should have done this two years ago. And he's going to turn this guy into a success. And he's quick and he's fast and he's a bulldozer. And I think that this dude is going to end up having uh, maybe a top three fantasy wide receiver rookie uh, mm-hmm. first year. Uh, like I said, after Chase and, and um thing, I like him next. So if Aaron Rodgers is signed, obviously, if Aaron Rodgers is gone, that changes the whole equation. Oh, yeah. But what I'm saying is if Aaron Rodgers is signed and you're going into your rookie draft, I don't think it's drafting him to take him over a bunch of those guys. I just don't <laughs> because Aaron Rodgers is a superstar and there's way less competition there than any of these other situations except possibly the Lions for – I'm on Ra, right? But uh, when you're talking about the Cardinals or the the Rams or Seattle, some of these other teams that took wide receivers, they already have established threats. Uh, The Packers don't, other than Devonta Adams, uh, but they have the best quarterback of the bunch. So that's easy choice for me. I love him. I hope he slips to me in redraft. uh, And I don't have a late pick in Dynasty, so I probably won't be getting him. But whoever does, I think it's going to get jammed.
0: Yeah, I think we're going off these guys based off their draft position. Uh, where they fell in the NFL draft, you know, Rogers being a third round draft pick later in the third round uh, might've been overlooked, but I can't agree with you more on all of those points. If Rogers is there, it's time that he has He'll a be the number five wide receiver. receiver
1: if this year, if Rogers is there.
0: Yeah. yeah, 100%. Uh, any other note? Okay, fine. Jacob, you want to talk about Amon St. Brown? The they don't
1: make any other moves. Uh, Regarding wide receiver, he will be the highest targeted rookie wide receiver of all of these guys, in my opinion. And that's because Jared Groff throws the ball. He's not a runner like Jalen Hurts, and the Lions defense is going to suck, and they're going to be playing from behind all the time, and they're going to throw to Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, You can bank it.
0: I would that love name is, that's a I, great name I would up. love to book it down with you, but I we gotta what about our boy Cephas, man? Cephas. Cephas Saint <laughs> Oh wait, it, I don't know. Quintez, yeah, Cephas. Quintez
2: Cephas from last year, fifth round pick. They, they also have the Perryman game. and Tyrell
0: Williams, man. Come on, Hawkerson and Swift, one of Aaron
2: Rodgers' boys, Geronimo there. Allison. One.
3: there's no weapons
2: there yeah there's no weapons there but listen Swift and
0: Hockerson. they're literally <laughs> yeah, one and two that's it
2: I, I agree right there and Okay, fine. as wide receivers voice.
0: yeah I, I i like i like Amon Brown more than i like Tyrell Williams i think Perryman's the, sleeper on, uh, the real sleeper on the real i don't know the real sleeper on this team so, Jacob, we can work around Just make a it, it I didn't
1: say he's going to be the best fantasy wide receivers. So he's going to be the most targeted. That's it. Okay.
0: All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, it. if we see a book it down, we'll touch on it. Any other guys on this list before we close out today? Oh, actually, we got to rank them first. Uh, De'Amey Brown, Washington. Um, you know what? Fitzpatrick, very, very known for hyper-targeting his wide receiver ones. That's good for McLaurin. That's why we all love him this year. So we'll kind of have to wait and see. Another guy that I kind of saw myself questioning was Nico Collins out of Houston. If, if Sean Watson
1: plays, Nico Collins is going to blow well, up. Well, not
0: only that, but even if he doesn't play – you know Tyrod Taylor and eh. so you might have a guy like Davis Mills in there and Brandon Cooks often injured there's really no one else Kuki Kuti also injured often so you might see a guy like Nico Collins Cooks is still going to be
1: the number 1 but I I sure. like Nico but, Collins a lot And that's kind yeah, of what you know why run. you like him well, cuz he's a big so long, wide receiver no? but, <laughs> but man can you tell me like if no. you know if Deshaun Watson was playing starting week 1 obviously Brandon Cooks is going to be the number one wide receiver who's going to be the second
2: Hey, if Deshaun Watson starting week one, Nico Collins might be the number three this
1: year. No, I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it, him and Amari Rodgers, they have so like yeah, just more depends, potential. Right? The of these they guys, they yeah. go into the top five if their quarterbacks are playing.
2: And I've also heard Deami Brown was underdrafted in the in the draft. Yeah, I don't I love, love that it just too. because they have some they have a tight end, two running backs to catch the ball, and we know their two starting wide receivers, Curtis Samuel and McLaurin, are good. But Dynasty, I like him. I would take a flyer on him for sure because I've heard a lot of good things.
0: Very true. Very true. All Uh, right, guys. Before we end today's show, uh, we're going to go ahead and redraft, just like we've done the last couple of weeks. Do your best to give me the top five guys. I'll lay the parameters out first. I don't think we want to include Pitts in this conversation, so we're going to leave him out of it. Let's just talk purely wide receivers here. With that being said, in redraft, this was a little difficult for Justin and Jacob last week, but I am counting down five to one because that's how everyone else does it. <laughs> so my redraft, yeah, guys.
2: Yeah. Wait, first first and foremost, is Aaron Rodgers on the Packers and is Deshaun Watson playing for the Texans?
0: Why are those questions asked right now? This is well, not a quarterback show. No, I guess I could only five receivers. I yeah. mean, okay, fine, 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 fine. They uh, are. Hypothetically speaking, yes, everyone stays where they are. Deshaun Watson does not play this year, though. Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay. Deshaun play. Watson. Does okay. I think it's
1: more likely that Aaron Rodgers plays and then that Deshaun Watson doesn't play. You know. Okay. Yes. So yeah. So, so, let's okay. let's that
0: go. That's based okay. off what we know right now. My five are um, Rondale Moore. So not not Whoa. not not uh not the other guy. He's
3: going backwards. You're going backwards. I'm going backwards, right? backwards. Yeah, he backwards. goes backwards for some reason. Okay.
0: That's how everyone does it, It's okay. Guys. It's all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jalen Waddle's number four. Uh, Kadarius Tony at number three. Elijah Moore at two. And Chase at number
3: one. Those so, are my Dante redrafts. Devontae Smith,
2: this isn't even on your –
0: Did I take – oh, my God.
3: It's because you go backwards. You get mixed up.
2: Yeah. And Gabe froze on us. Jacob, go ahead. Take it away.
1: I'm just going to go one through five. I mean, I'm not sure I don't know he what he did. He did redraft first, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I got Jamar Chase number one. And remember what I just said. I got Amon Ra St. Brown number two. Wow. I have Devontae Smith number three. Uh, I have Rashad Bateman number four. And I have Amari Rogers number five. Okay. Okay.
3: DeMont, go ahead. Let's redraft. Redraft Chase Smith, Amon Ra, Waddle Bateman. Okay
2: i'm gonna go uh chase smith amari rogers elijah moore and then waddle
1: okay uh, i guess we lost gabe here so i'll just close this out for today yeah. uh so i don't think demont or i had waddle in our in that right did no, you i didn't i oh, we did okay i oh, didn't have yeah, waddle had him at
2: five or four, yeah. i
1: didn't have waddle in mine um okay so then let's go dynasty then so i'll go dynasty so it's Mine's a little different for Dynasty, actually. So I have Chase, number one. I actually have Terrence Marshall Jr. number two. That's how much I like this guy Ooh. for Dynasty. Because I look, Sam Darnold's young. He's young. He could be the number two there. Maybe even surpass more as the number one yeah. eventually. So yeah. I, I like Terrace Marshall at number two. I have Devontae Smith at number three. I have Jalen Waddle at number four for Dynasty. And then I have Rashad Bateman at number five for Dynasty.
0: Okay. That was for a redraft, correct? That was, that for, was dynasty. for Dynasty. Oh, we missed it. I missed the Dynasty ones.
1: No, you missed yeah. the
0: redraft ones. You missed oh, the redraft okay. ones. Okay, well, did I miss? We're can just
1: takes? give mine real quick. So for redraft, it was mine was Chase, St. Brown, Smith, Bateman, Rogers.
2: Huh? Demont, go ahead, fire off your redraft and your Dynasty.
0: Wait, oh, we re, did a re,
3: back, re back? Re sang, We're re the. Uh, no, because oh, it was, Gabe missed it. Oh, oh, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It was Chase Smith. And then it was Amon, and then Waddle Bateman. Okay, and then Dynasty. What do you got? I got Chase Smith, Waddle, and then Elijah, and then Bateman. Not too
0: much changes for me. I got Waddle Moore, Smith Moore, and Chase. Five to one. Five to one. That's stop
3: how doing, I'm doing that.
2: One to <laughs> five. My my redraft was uh, what was it? It was Chase Smith. Uh, Rodgers, and then I had uh, looking at this list Waddle and Elijah Moore, and I'm wow. gonna go for Dynasty. I'm gonna go Chase, then Waddle. Wow. Then I'm gonna go Devante Smith, then I'm gonna go Elijah Moore, and I'm Damn. gonna and I'm gonna finish it off with. Uh, I think it stays the same, Amari Rodgers, because I think that if you can get three really good years with Rogers and Rogers, like you're taking that over. A guy yeah, like because that. That's the answer, thing, that man.
0: Is Rogers' out. ego won't let him be? Hey, successful. Is anybody going to accidentally draft
2: Who's Amari Rogers
1: when they go to draft Aaron <laughs> Rodgers? It just says yeah. a Rogers, but uh, you yeah, can see yeah, the yeah, position. So.
3: <laughs> for sure, that's going to happen.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that's going to do it for this week's podcast. Again, as always, thank you so much for tuning in, whether it's via our social media platform, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, or the 24-7 Sportsnet Radio, sportshonorium.com. We appreciate you so much. Be sure to like and subscribe. We will be bringing you some exciting stuff next week. I don't know if I want to give you too much information, but uh, I can't wait, and you'll have to find out. So with that being said, we're out of here this week. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. Thank you.